back. This is Dunk on the Ump, Season 5, Episode 7, ladies and gentlemen, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Joel. This will be the first, we're trying something new this week. We tried something new last week. (laughs) I screwed it up when I accidentally deleted two entire episodes. So we'll try it again this week. We're going to have several shorter episodes for you, 20 to 30 minutes each, that we will post throughout the week. Tonight for episode one, we're going to be talking about this week's headlines in sports. Uh, with me, as per usual, are Sam and Eli. Gentlemen, how's it going? Hey, Joel, this is Sam. I'm podcasting live, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, and my hot take for the evening involves the Miami Marlins. Um, <clears throat> CEO Derek Jeter has hired former teammate Jorge Posada. And <clears throat> my hot take is that Derek Jeter has been watching too much True Detective. And for those of you out there who don't know True Detective, it's like generally the story is like takes place throughout kind of a lifetime or a career of a detective. And so there's like different eras of action throughout that they keep jumping back and forth to. And so like Derek Jeter is watching this show and he's like, Oh man, we have some unfinished business. And like calls him up. He's like, we got to finish this case. And he's like, dude, we're baseball players. Anyway, uh, Jorge Posada now works with Marlins. He's at spring training right now. Really? Jeter is just going to hire all of his buddies. Right. This is a totally yeah, the other theory is that, like, Derek Jeter's going to hire all of his old pals. He's going to send all of his players to the Yankees and then just be like, oh, I guess we'll just all have to play baseball now. You know? <laughs> They'll just hang out in an empty Moylan Stadium drinking margaritas. Right. <laughs> counting their money. The New York Yankees of the 1990s retirement plan. Yeah, there you go. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is uh, Eli. I'm coming at you from Boston. Um, My hot take is very much Boston-related this week. Um, Celtics coach Brad Stevens went down to visit with Boston Red Sox coach Alex Cora in Florida this past week, something that he's done for two consecutive years. Um, What my belief is here is that some of that magic that Alex Cora brought to the MLB is going to rub off on Stevens, who's been having a rather lackluster year so far, and the Celtics from this point on are going to surge. I like it. In case you were wondering, this is generally a Red Sox good, Yankees bad podcast. <laughs> There's a theme. <laughs> we got a, we got a, a dose of pro-Boston sports media propaganda in early today. Good job. <laughs> like I said, my name's Joel. I'm from Champaign, Illinois. Um, my shout out, my hot take's actually more of a shout out to uh, what's this guy's name? Oh, I just had it. Randy Rossi from Gray's Lake, Illinois, who was brave enough to write about in a letter to an editor to the Chicago Sun Times his experience wearing his Make America Great Again hat. To the Chicago Auto Show. He said in his letter, We knew there was the chance the two of us old geezers might get hammered, 
but we felt it was our duty to wear those hats. We were fully prepared to defend each other. But what we were not prepared for was the incredible positive reactions we got. So shout out to, to the very brave Randy Rossi from Grays Lake, Illinois. And I'm making the guess that his old geezer friend that he brought with him to the auto show was uh, Cubs patriarch owner Joe Ricketts. <laughs> had to take a, a low profile since they exposed all of his racist and Islamophobic emails. But the one place you can go and blend in in your Make America Great Again hat in the Chicagoland area, I think, is the uh, Chicago Auto Show. Right, or the Ricketts family compound. Right, <laughs> of which there's probably multiple yeah. throughout the United <laughs> States. Secret underground uh, layers. <laughs> James Bond villain. Was, yeah, filled with antique cars. <laughs> and and the ghost of Sammy Sosa. <laughs> the ghost of black Sammy Sosa. <laughs> black Sammy Sosa. That's why Sammy Sosa is not black anymore. Sammy <laughs> Sosa is not black anymore. No. <laughs> uh, hey, shout out to everyone who listened to our podcast last week. Thank you very much. We did have one episode that I did not destroy which was um, highlighted by a eulogy to the great Frank Robinson. Check it out if you did not last week. Check us out on Apple iTunes. Give us a rating and a reviewing. Shout out Brooklyn, New York, Bend, Oregon, Roxbury Crossing. You can't see my fingers. Roxbury Crossing, Massachusetts. Got a place. <laughs> Cincinnati, Ohio, Ashburn, Virginia, Barry, Vermont. Champaign, Illinois, and a very special shout-out to Los Banos, Philippines. Guys, I don't speak Spanish, but doesn't that mean the bathrooms? (laughs) Am I being culturally insensitive here? I don't know. There's probably an accent that changes the meaning. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Banyo, and they are like two different things, probably. Okay. So there aren't people going around being like, yeah, I come from toilet, the town of town of toilet. <clears throat> it sounds like a sounds like one of those Pacific Northwest towns. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. really weird names of like objects. The boiling Oregon. Yeah. Frying yeah. pan, Washington or. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Tell your friends. Check it out, SoundCloud, Apple, iTunes, hit us up, Facebook, Twitter, WordPress.com. We need your attention, your eyeballs, your clicks. Um, we need those clicks. We, we create judgment, clicks. as usual. Yes. <sighs> so some baseball moves. Um, hey, baseball is starting up pretty soon. And we're going to talk about this more, but MLB Commissioner... Rob Manfred confirmed that Grapefruit and Cactus preseason leagues will be using the proposed 20-second pitch clocks ahead of possible implementation during the 2019 regular season. What do you guys think about that? Well, I don't really watch much spring training baseball, but it seems to me that, like, 
spring training would be the time that you're like tinker with your mechanics, maybe take a little bit extra time. Nobody really gives a shit. The games aren't on TV, blah, blah, blah. And having like, it's like, okay, now go. No, 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 you're fucked. You're fucked. Go. Like, it's probably bad for those like minute adjustments that people are like make during spring training. Yeah, if they're going to have it, they might as well practice it. Yeah. Do you feel bad? I mean, there are a bunch of guys on the teams who are they're trying to get a spot on the roster, right? Right. And they're not really guaranteed that spot on the roster. And now they've got to perform under the additional pressure of the 22nd pitch clock. I get the sense, and I may be wrong about this, but they were talking about this on a during a Red Sox game uh, during last year's season. Uh, they were saying that a lot of the younger guys, because the 22nd pitch clock already exists in the minor leagues, mm. that a lot of the, the younger pitchers who came up, who were on that sort of bubble and swung between playing in the minors and the majors on the pitching staffs, that they actually were already pitching much quicker than the CC Sabathias of the world. And yeah. you know, the old the old guard who's been around and <laughs> Poor back here. he won't be able to survive with a twenty second pitch. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking that. He's yeah, like collapse from heat exhaustion after like a inning and a half, probably. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, time out! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> he won't even have time to catch his breath. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody signed uh, our hero, Bartolo Colon, yet? I don't think so. Because he might also struggle under the additional physical strain. Hey, I don't know. That guy's like... That guy's like tofu. He's totally malleable. You know what I mean? He will he will do whatever he needs to. To, like, go 6-10 and 10 with a 4.2 ERA. You know what I mean? Hmm. At, this is an old, I'm looking right now, this is an old article from August of 2017 that said that at that point, the slowest pitcher in baseball was L.A. Dodgers reliever Pedro Baez, okay. who averaged 30.1 seconds in between pitches. Wow. So, so if he's the slowest as of 2017... That makes me rethink that maybe this won't be such a big deal. Such a big deal. Right. Yeah, maybe not. Hunter Strickland averages 29 seconds. Chris Thale is notorious for going fast, right? Yeah. Yeah, David Chris Thale baseball games are over in like an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. <clears throat> David Price is like the polar opposite. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> that's all part of the experience, folks. Um, yeah, so maybe this won't be as huge of a effect on Major League Baseball as we've been worrying about. Um, moving on? Yeah. Okay, next headline. Baseball can't come quick enough for the Chicago Cubs. I have been following, like like I said in my hot take, 
been following this headline, this uh, developing news story. I don't know. I'm, I'm, sure I'm a White Sox fan. We have a lot of Cubs fans who listen to this podcast. So you may not like this news, but we're going to give it to you anyway. They are grappling with the uh, most latest off-field distractions, the racist emails from Chairman Tom Ricketts' father, Joe. They have a new broadcasting partnership with the right-wing company Sinclair Broadcasting. And, of course, don't forget uh, Addison Russell's continued support from the Cubs despite his admittance to domestic abuse. I'm going to add to this what happened just today. Tom Ricketts had a press conference up in Chicago. He said two things. First off, that the racist emails released under his father's name is, quote, not the Joe Ricketts that he knows, end quote, which is like, okay, that's not the point, but whatever. And when asked about why the Cubs were not pursuing any big free agents in the offseason, he said that they were just out of money. So Tom Ricketts is full of shit. Can I just say that? Tom Ricketts is full of shit. And racism. And racism. (laughs) And union busting. The Ricketts family, of course, they've got, we talked about this, I think, two weeks ago. Tom's brother is the governor of Nebraska. They are pouring money into the Chicago mayoral race right now to try to get an anti-labor candidate elected mayor of Chicago again. And they have been uh, pretty instrumental in support of Wisconsin's right-to-work laws. So, yeah, these people suck. This is why you should not root for the Chicago Cubs. Among other reasons. Among other reasons. Yeah. Among the other reasons, including Chicago Cub fans can't drink, can't hold down their liquor worth shit. Yeah, that's right. They're all lightweights. Yeah, all that old style. Tastes like water. (laughs) Um, So how do you think this affects, like, owners and, you know, people in, say, basketball have been basically ousted from their teams for similar, uh, like the owner of the Atlanta Hawks, right? And the Clippers. And the Clippers, like, had similar email scandals leaked and were kind of forced out of the thing. Like, how do you think this affects the Cubs' ownership? I doubt it will very much. My two reasons being that the players in baseball do not have the kind of power and influence that the players in the NBA have. At least with the L.A. Clippers situation, I forget that guy's name, it'll come to me. It was the players, especially LeBron James, who were demanding that something be done about that guy. It was LeBron James and Chris Paul and the, the players union who were demanding some kind of action, and then eventually the commissioner moved in and and forced the guy to... Like, they didn't take the team away. They forced him to sell the team for an insane amount of money. Right. Legally, that's all they could do. I don't think that MLB players have that kind of sway or influence to to force a change. Well, no, you're totally wrong, because the... You think so? Well, the baseball players' union is the strongest union. It has, like, the most power of any labor union in the country. 
true. So, like, if they were to like do like demand action, something would be done. The question is whether or not something like that will happen. And like, this was not the actual owner of the team, right? It's his dad. It's his dad. Well, the team is owned by the family, right? And the son is the chairman, right? So I do not know if the dad is one of the representatives of the family that owns the Cubs. I think it's Tom and his brother and his sister, actually. Right. So so the short answer is I don't think so. I think that the dad actually is not part of the Cubs' ownership. Hmm. So no, we don't think anything's going to happen. Because also... What is it? Uh, center fielder for the Orioles. What's that guy's name? Jones? Yeah, Adam Jones. Yeah. Adam Jones, baseball is a white man's game. Right. And so... Baseball is kind of a white man's game. I'm, I'm thinking about... We talked about this last year with the Josh Hader tweets and the amazing amount of support that Josh Hader received from the fans when he took the field in Milwaukee. Right. So I doubt either the players or the fans are going to rise up and demand change. However, unless more shit keeps happening. Right. right? If they can't get past this, if something else comes up, if they're, you know, we're going into election season next year, if their dirty politics keep coming up and uh, with the Chicago mayoral race this year, we may see some change. I don't know. Stay tuned. All right. Last night was the NBA All-Star Game. <laughs> oh, the NBA All-Star Game. Uh, Team LeBron made a big comeback to defeat Team Giannis in the All-Star Game. I think the final score was 172 to 163. Yeah. Nearly 100 points per half. <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, I have one question, and then I'm going to sit this one out because I neither watch nor care. Uh, who is Giannis? I don't know who that is. He's a Greek freak. Yeah, oh, I just, Greek, I just freak. Okay. Greek freak. Yeah. yeah, that guy's good. Yeah. Eli, you watched the whole game, right? I did. It's Sports are so bad right now that I watched from start to finish, including some of the pregame and some of the postgame the NBA All-Star Game in its entirety. And let me tell you what, I was confused, first off, because I was unaware that they had changed the new format this year to allow the captains to pick any player from any conference. So I think this this is the second year in a row, I believe they've done that. Oh, I thought last year was the first, they did it within your own conference. No, you could draft by the conference okay. last year. Well, I didn't watch the All-Star game last year, so this was a first for me. Very confusing to see people like Steph Curry and um, uh, Kevin Durant play against each other. Right. Um, and that, but that was, you know, that was actually kind of cool, I thought. And they think that this is to increase competitiveness. That was like the root cause yeah. or explanation for why they wanted to go to this format but (laughs) when one team scores 97 points in the first half um i I, you know 
there, there's no other way you can look at this beyond it being strictly a uh, strictly for entertainment. Competitiveness sure. is not a thing. Yeah, that doesn't bother me though. I like that about it. There was an article though on five thirty eight, maybe a week ago. I don't know if I can find it, where they actually looked at the statistics and compared, you know, which league's all star game is least similar to an actual competitive game, like least similar to an actual regular season game. And the answer do you guys want to guess? I would say that the NBA is the least similar. No, no, the NFL is the least similar, and the MLB is the most similar. Uh, true on MLB. NBA is second least similar. <coughs> NFL is third least similar. But do you know which one is the most different, the least similar? Well, hockey? Hockey. It's the only one left. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hockey all-star games, which I've never watched, are usually end in scores like 12-11 or 13-10. Is that more unusual than 196 to 163 or whatever? Ratio-wise, yes. Really? Because hockey game. I'm trying to find it. Hockey games are usually what? Like 3-2, 4-2? That would be like a... 320 to 280 point NBA game. Right, but I feel like there have been hockey games that have been 11 to 10, and I feel like there's never been an NFL game that was 176 to 163. Oh. You know what I mean? I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, like, statistical variance. Yeah. Like, ratio-wise, maybe, like, it's the furthest away from average, but, like... In realistically, I, you know. Like, you can have a 20 to 17 MLB, MLB game. Like, it's unusual, but it happens. Right, it happens. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, for me, I just like the, the pure spectacle of the All-Star games. I don't really give a damn. My least favorite All-Star game is still the Pro Bowl. I think that's the worst. Yeah, garbage. I'll watch, I'll watch the NBA game just for the alley-oops. The best part of the NBA All-Star game was Jay Cole at halftime, and which is was also our walk-up music. Did he keep his pants on? Yeah, all of his clothes stayed on the whole time, and he's from North Carolina originally. Uh, and he has the sweetest old-school Hornets jersey uh, jacket on. Like, you know that old school one of the pissed off looking Hornet? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Like, like the BB basketball? Yeah, yeah, totally. You should check it out because it's awesome. Yeah. The mid 90s Charlotte Hornets were an awesome team. I just liked them because they had five foot two Muggsy Bogues in that team. But they also had uh, Larry Johnson. Remember his commercials where he dressed up like an old woman, played basketball? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And Alonzo Morning. It was awesome. So, yeah, shout out to the uh, All-Star game. All right, last on the docket. No, we got two more things on the docket. Um, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed signed a settlement with the NFL, uh, ending the two-year collusion case. 
We don't know how much Kaepernick is receiving, but rumors are as much as $80 million. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Eli, no one on either side is allowed to talk about the details of the settlement. Right. Yeah, I'm sure that there's gag orders on settlements, as is often the case in all settlements. So what's next? What's next for NFL? What What do you think's next for Kaepernick? Well, I think his career is over. Mm-hmm. As a football player. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't think he, I don't think anyone's just gonna want to go anywhere near it, and they no longer have to worry about being accused of not going anywhere near him for anything because now he's got paid and the NFL can just be done with him. Um, but I think probably in some form or another, the legacy of what he tried was trying to make a point of will continue. Um, you know, it may not be in a knee taking form, but it does set some precedent for people, for players to say what they're thinking um, on current events outside of sports. I would assume that Kaepernick continues working as a political activist in some form. Right. Or reality TV star. Ooh. <clears throat> you know, he... Up to $80 million can change a man. You know what I'm saying? What I'm hearing you say is True Detective Season 5 starring Kaepernick and Eric Reed. No. Kaepernick and Old Man Rickett. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, what was that movie? In the Heat of the Night? Yeah, we make the heat of the night. We call it Kaepernick and Joe Wiggins. <laughs> yeah, they like have to stamp out some seed of racism in a sporting event or in like a sport, and both of them want the same thing. But you know, old man Rickett, which sounds like a really racist dude. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> and Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know, have to find a way to work together to stamp out the threat. Right. Oh, man. I'm into it. It's got to be in Milwaukee for some reason, though. I don't know why. Right. But there's one episode where they go to Jamaica with the San Diego Padres and get really hot. Right, for spring training. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe do some hallucinogenics. Right. All right well, well, let's let's follow up with this, though. I think this is not over yet, um, and and more news will come. Speaking, though, of, here's my segue, speaking of cranky old white men, <laughs> uh, and you guys need to watch the video of this, hockey broadcaster Don Cherry called the Carolina Hurricanes, quote, a bunch of jokes after they have been uh, using premeditated celebrations at center ice after they win games. These celebrations include synchronized clapping, Leaping into the board's limbo, I saw one where they had a guy hit a home run with a hockey stick, and another one where they all went human bowling. Oh, cool. It was pretty cool. Is Don Cherry, I mean, what's wrong with hockey? Right? You're trying to make hockey fun. People don't watch hockey. The people who do watch hockey, they don't understand hockey. Right, because they're Canadian. this old, old dude. This is worse than baseball, right? You have people doing this in baseball. It's fun. Let people have fun. I think the uh, 
uh, NFL learned pretty quickly that once they refused to allow uh, touchdown dances, that fans didn't really have that much of an opinion in support of that. So they let it come back because actually people are bound to have a much greater reaction for or against it. You know, in the absence of it, no one cares. Right. So people get... You get both those who are crazy for it and those who are the Don Cherries of the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You get them outraged and then they just keep watching the the celebration just to get more outraged. That's why Colin Kaepernick is so much more famous now than he ever would have been if he had just kept his mouth shut and had a long NFL career. Right. Yeah. He would have been an above average NFL quarterback. Right. Or like league average. League average. Do you think he would have made another Super Bowl? Maybe as a backup. Yeah. I don't know. Fun though. Because now he got to skip out on all those years of getting hit and he's still (laughs) (laughs) and he got paid. Right. Uh, do you guys remember the movie Basketball? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that the whole uh, sentiment for starting the sport of basketball was all the other sports had gone too far in their absurd celebrations. Right. Is that the world we're living in? I think we need to dedicate an entire episode to basketball, actually. Oh, but. I haven't seen that. Yeah, we should. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. That was a classic. Yeah. Classic. I, I think yeah. It was cool. I don't know. I think that, like, if it's... You know, I, I think that if it's at the end of the game, it doesn't really matter. Like, if it doesn't, like, interrupt the pace of play or anything like that, then who gives a shit, you know? It, and in hockey, it's after the game's over. Right, exactly. So who yeah. cares? Yeah. Who well, cares it, about a bunch of grown men, like, playing human bowling on the ice, you know? <laughs> like, Don, like, Don Cherry is just trying to get on the news, too, you know? In his shirt. You need to watch that video because he is wearing a glorious... Banana-covered Hawaiian uh, oh, yeah. suit, uh, suit jacket. Really? I'll post it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to stop there for today. Thanks so much for listening. Um, please like us, review us, and rate us. Apple iTunes, you can find us searching Dump on the Ump. Check us out on SoundCloud, Dump on the Ump. Hit us up on Twitter, at Dump on the Ump. Give us a rating. I'll read it on the on the air. Next episode, we're going to go a little bit deeper back into MLB baseball's proposed rule changes for the 2019 season and going beyond. So thanks very much for listening. With me again, Sam and Eli. And we will see you guys next time. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. First things first, rest.